bring us into a new podcast, why don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, everybody, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Crown Podcast. This is Byron, Stone, and Joe. All three of us co-workers, we're just coming live to bring you guys some, you know, the latest news in life, how our lives are going, interact with you guys a little bit, see how things are going with you guys. So uh, I'll start off by introducing myself. I'm Byron. Um, I'm a poet. I'm 23 years old. I'm from Los Angeles, California, but I reside in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I have a poetry book coming out in March the 16th to be exact. And it's a love poem book titled Faceless Love. And it's going to be on the shelves in Barnes and Nobles. It'll be on Amazon, I believe Google Bookstore and a few other places. Um, I guess that'll be the major, the big major thing about me. I'll just leave it there before we get to into our actual introductions where we let you guys know a little bit more about ourselves. Joe, myself. Hey guys, my name is Stone, just like Byron said, following up on introductions here. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a nerdy guy. I'm a dad, but, but yeah, I was born in Hawaii, raised in Nevada, Las Vegas, the great state of Nevada. Uh, call it home. I don't know if that's a sad thing. It's a great place to be though, but it is home, uh, home to myself, my family, my going on two beautiful children. Uh, and yeah, if you're on Twitch, can't wait. Uh, we got Amanda here. That's my lady. Can't do it without her. So shout out to you. Um, but yeah, guys, we're just here trying to get cracking. Welcome to the crown. Thank you, sir. I'm uh I'm Joe. I uh I born and raised in Nevada from here. Um definitely check Byron's poetry book out. That thing is gonna be fire. Um all his poetry's fire. Everything I read, I love. He writes from his soul, love it. Um, yeah, me, I, I have a beautiful wife, 18 years, a great son, um, Conovada home. It's, it's, uh, it's a cool place to be for sure. Pretty dope, right? Love Vegas. So do you want to tell everybody how we don't live in hotels? Well, that's, that's (laughs) a great thing about Vegas. There's two things about Vegas that, that I truly enjoy. Um, hotels, hospitality, you got to love you got to love it here. You know, everybody comes with, with a, a positive attitude when you're on the strip trying to give you what you need. Right. Um, but locals, we don't go near the strip. It's a different city. Uh, uh, we try to spread love, life, you know, happiness throughout the rest of the city. That's that's what locals do. Um, but it is a good place to live. I love it because anything you want is at your fingertips. Yeah. Uh, anything you need, you know, we're starting to get super major sports here. We got a basketball team in the works. We got a baseball team, maybe. Um, got the Raiders here. We love the Raiders. We got the Golden Knights here. We love them. Uh, Vegas is Vegas is a spot to be. It's up and coming for sure. Yeah, Sco nice, baby. Um, speaking about that stereotype, right? I'm not. I don't like that stereotype with the hotels. You know, <laughs> you you go elsewhere. Are you from Vegas? Do you live in? No, I don't live in a hotel. Um, we have houses out here, right? That part. So, but yes, yeah, it to you. You talked about the Raiders coming out here. Lovely. Let's just get into it. What's up with Carr? What's up with Carr? Where is he landing? That's what I wanted to talk about today. One of the topics I want to talk about is what is going on with our man, uh, lovely Raider. You know, always a Raider in my heart. But where is he going? 
Oh yeah, no, <laughs> no doubt. Once a Raider, always a Raider. And and he personified the Raiders. He wanted to be on the Raiders. He loved being a Raider. Um, but the head coach—that's his mo. He he gets rid of the the quarterback to gain control of the locker room. I believe Carr. He's gonna land one or two places. We're gonna we're gonna try to trade into the Bears for first round pick. Um, Which one I haven't heard yet. Right. I well, think I think because the, the the Bears are hurting at the quarterback, um, but I can I can also see him. Wait wait wait. I see. Okay. I can also see him landing on the Jets because that's the one thing they need to tune it up. They got the number one defense. Right. I I can see him landing on the Jets. Right now now real quick before you get I saw that you you got taken aback <laughs> when I said that. Um, I've only seen it from any from a from an analytical standpoint and a reporter. Bro said Justin Fields needs to get traded. I saw you got taken aback. Justin Fields is doing his his thing in Chicago, but I mean, what do you think? What's going on here? I mean, real life. So before I get into that, <laughs> <laughs> before I get into that, let me talk about the whole Derek Carr situation. Okay. Derek Carr, he's probably gonna get traded, if not released, definitely in the offseason. And I he was once upon a time one of the great rated quarterbacks. I can't take that away from him. Can't, you know, shy away from that fact. You know, back in like 2015, 2016, phenomenal seasons he put up, you know, with the line and team they had and everything. And he just put up an overall game because he did have some – I wouldn't say he had the best receivers in the league at the time. I mean, he did have Amari Cooper, who was a top league receiver, who was at the time, I should say. <laughs> Michael Crabtree, who was kind of falling on the back end of his career but still able to produce. But, yeah, no, he put up some phenomenal numbers those seasons. And I think it was really that – I believe it was 2016 when they had like a playoff run and he got injured mm-hmm. right before. Yeah. And since that season, he hasn't been the same quarterback. He hasn't been the same Derek Carr that everybody, the Las Vegas Raiders need, you know, prior to the Oakland Raiders, but now Las Vegas Raiders, they didn't need who he became. He became a timid quarterback who wasn't moving around the way he was. Right. Because even if you watch the game from now compared to then, then he was running around way more. He was moving more, being more mobile, extending plays more. Mm. Right. So now he's kind of doing it when it's, extremely necessary but if he doesn't see anything possibly coming about he's not doing it and that's where the problem starts because they don't have the same pass protecting o-lines they used to have right so he needs to move around like he used to in order to create those opportunities for everybody else to make but still statistically a top 10 quarterback yeah yeah no doubt doubt. like i said he he's a great quarterback so like like i said if if we could have developed an o-line here in Mm -hmm. las vegas around him or, or in oakland or uh, he's never he's never played with over a top twenty defense, you know. So I think if they could have built, I th- I think Gruden unfortunately got fired for being terrible, yeah. individual human being in in real life. But coach wise, you know he he was signed to a ten year contract because yeah. I think old mentality of the NFL is is you need to develop a team so we need to get a coach in here for a number of years 10 Mm -hmm. years because they're not going to be able to develop a team the first two three four years until you know right so i think i think he convinced mark davis of that um i think that's an old nfl mentality um because if you look at some of the old nfl coaches it, they were they were terrible their first six years in the league, yeah. and then dominated 
you right. know, two, three Super Bowls, right. two, three Super Bowl appearances um, um, or, or, you know, playoff appearances consistently after the first six years. Right. Um, now the new NFL, that's not the thing. It's, it's, if you don't immediately produce results, mm-hmm. you're done. Right. Now I don't want to spill too much about the Raiders. Uh, we do have other sports to talk about right. other topics, <laughs> um, but final question about the Raiders, Derek Carr, only a legend and a legacy of Oakland and Las Vegas because he came after Jamarcus. No, I said still a good quarterback. Derek Derek Carr is the Raiders statistically best quarterback. So you don't think comparison wise, he was put up in a very good situation, his standpoint, following the flop of Jamarcus Russell. No, I think statistically they had decent quarterbacks after Jamarcus. Right. But he's put up the most numbers of any quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, actually. In in Raiders franchise history. I mean, if you have a real Terrell Pryor came out. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, mean, they've had subpar quarterbacks hold them over in the meantime. But as far as it's, it'd be Derek Carr and what's his name? Kenny? Kenny Stabler? Yeah. That's the name, yeah. Uh Okay, yeah. Nice. I mean, yeah, but that's enough Raiders talk. But going back to the Bears now, you were taking it back. What's that? Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, that, that was you don't like that take that was completely you don't like that. I mean like I said I only heard that from a, from an analytical standpoint yeah. from somebody behind the desk I don't look into numbers too much yeah. and mm-hmm. they said just Justin Fields needs to go I gotta try that. Woo! and uh the whole bear situation that's just completely absurd because number Jackson, one hold on buddy <laughs> they are you're talking about a quarterback who's just about to enter his third year in the mm-hmm. league yeah, they, they're they're being pretty hard on him. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, in reality, who actually proves themselves for the first year? Anybody could play phenomenal for the first three yeah. years. Think about it. You have so many players. Think to this day, yeah. you have so many players that have played phenomenal for the first three years, and guess where they are now? Right. IR, 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 right. IR. Until their ninth season, when they decide to retire because right. they can't play anymore. I so, get. I got you. I got you. But I mean, you're talking about a quarterback who just. Gave y'all a run for the QB rushing record after Lamar Jackson just did that last year. Right. So, I mean, if you're going to go like that, then that's pretty unreasonable to say because, I mean. So, okay, as a quarterback, my question is, is a quarterback like a Peyton Manning who produces mm-hmm. his second year, you know, third year, mm-hmm. consistently through the rest of his career? Um, like a Tom Brady, his first year produce won the Super Bowl his first year then consistently mm-hmm. are quarterbacks like that no longer a thing because the league's changed I I think and it's it's where I stand too as well when you're bringing up those names uh the Paytons the Tom Brady's but now we're seeing an evolution in the quarterback position with the Lamars I mean Kyler Murray's they like to scramble right the guys before them they there is no scrambling you leave the pocket you're getting hit hard um I mean, it's just the evolution of the game, right? Even the D-line's getting better. You got to think about that. So it's it's saying a lot just towards the game evolution itself. I, for one, personally don't like the scrambling aspect. I want somebody to throw a 50-yard bomb. It's not going to happen every play, right? But, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I say no because you have quarterbacks like Justin Herbert. Right. Who can throw a ball on a dime and can do the exact same thing. And he hasn't been in the league for <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, continue. He hasn't been in the league for like five years. He's been in the league for what? This is his third year. 
Okay, so here's my thing, right? And blowing twenty point leads. So blowing twenty point leads like Justin that. Herbert, wait, wait. Guys. Every every twenty point lead blown this this season in Las Vegas. Uh, most of the fans blame Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. The blown twenty point lead last night with with um, the Jags. Justin Shh. Herbert. Do you about blame that. Justin <laughs> Herbert or do you blame? The defense falling apart. Do you blame the rest of the team? The mismanagement by by coaches. I, I kind of blame the team as a whole. I wouldn't specifically say it's Justin Herbert. I wouldn't specifically say it's just the defense and or the offense. I blame the team as a whole. I feel like they just generally slowed down their game in the second half, thinking the game was going to be easy because of how it came the first half. So they got overconfident. Yeah, and I think that's the major killer of anybody blowing a lead mm-hmm. is overconfidence. Yeah. Just like the um, Vikings game where they came back when they were 33 Guess points. Because the Colts, that was a legendary game. Right, right. Came back because the Colts, what did they do? They got yeah. overconfident. They thought, okay, cool. They played it's last. good night. Let's let's take it easy. You know, we, we got this in the bag. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up, Second you know, half, going, oh, man. goodness. You know, we can't we can't lay down. Yeah, and that's what I think play. a lot of players do yeah. is lay down. Yeah, they try and play the they try and play the real game like you play Madden and Madden. You can twenty one skunk somebody in the first quarter and the game's over. Right. You call it a game, but in the actual like when you're actually playing the game, you can't you can't twenty one skunk somebody in the first quarter. You gotta keep it over. You still got forty five right? other minutes that somebody's coming after your ass. Like we're coming. Right. So yeah, keep the gas. Everybody likes. So you know they come in thinking that the game's gonna be this hard and this. You know, it's going to be extremely difficult. And then when they go through it, they're like, oh, it's, we're doing things pretty easily here. Right. Shit, well, I guess I don't need to do it that bad anymore. And then you get shit on the whole second half. So then to completely switch gears and get off the NFL <laughs> in life in general, is overconfidence a bad thing? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, it can lead you into more traps than it ever will help you because being overconfident in too many situations is going to – overconfidence leads to arrogance. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with arrogance? Because because for my generation, mm-hmm. and again, for anybody who doesn't know, I got these guys by almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, in my generation, arrogance, nobody likes arrogance. Mm-hmm. However, we let arrogance slide because you could back it up. Mm-hmm. You know, we got dudes like Terrell Owens. Mm-hmm. Terrell Owens, probably when he played most arrogant dude in the league, right. could back it up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Produced. Right. Randy Moss. Um, um, but even even other guys, like like people say LeBron James is arrogant. Mm-hmm. Okay. LeBron James is allowed to be arrogant, can right. back it up. Right. Produces. So our in 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 mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. if you can produce, if you can back it up. While most people don't like arrogance, are you allowed to be arrogant? Is there allowed? Is there is there uh, uh, an overconfidence that you allowed to let slide? That like, look, he can back it up. That's allowed. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, is being humble better? You know what I'm saying? Look, look, we get it. You're the top talent. Be mm-hmm. humble. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Help I mean, other people grow. You want to take this first? You could definitely. I guess so. <laughs> like I, I, see I know it's saying. a deep subject. No, it I know is. it's deep. I know yeah. it's deep. But that's my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like us for here, we want to spread love. Yeah. You know, that's our main thing here. It we want to spread love. We want to, um, um, 
so my thing is, you know, let's build, let's build people up. Let's mm-hmm. get everybody on our level. Right. You know what I'm saying? But again, trying to get everybody on our level, does it come off as overconfidence and arrogance? Yeah, I mean, there there's a way to go about it, you know, and I think we're the right guys to go about it the correct way. Uh, the, 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 the thing that you were saying about either humble or overconfidence showing to arrogance uh, in a life term, uh, I, I think the humble route is the way to go. You know, keep your head down, keep it pushing. You're not going to come out showing you're you're the big ball, you're this guy, right? That's never good. That's going to look, and people are going to look at there. No one's going to be attracted, I don't think, to that, right? To be fair, yeah. There's a number of people on 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 Instagram. Number one people on Instagram mm-hmm. on showing what they got, showing yeah. it off, you know. Um, hey, this is all I got. Hey, I'm a drop millionaire. Hey, yeah. this is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's arrogance and overconfidence, right? Yeah. And everybody likes to see that. But are they tuning in to watch them fall? You know? Or are they- <laughs> right? You just want to hope for a downfall. Right. Now, I think you can only be that arrogant when you have something to prove. Gotcha. You can't be Joe Smo coming off the street, being a big baller, talking all this game. Someone wants to you know, open your checkbook and you have zeros and it's not in the right area. Gotcha. Right. Um, you, I think that's what you're saying. You know, when you see all these big Instagram blue check mark guys is what I like to call them. When you see them, you know, they got there some kind of hard work they did. Right. No one heard about the beginnings, but you only see when he comes out and says some outlandish thing in the world. Right. Right. And wants to be this big honcho head guy. Who are you? Right. But Hey, he has all this track record. To say I did this, bro. Like you didn't know about me before, so now this is me. This is who I am. Okay, right. And I feel like I feel like there needs to be the balance. You know, I feel like evenly, just as much as there, you know, arrogance isn't a necessity, but neither is humbleness. Okay, same time. So, I, but I feel like they both balance each other out very well. You need the arrogant people so that the humble people can do what they can do. You know, I feel like if there wasn't everybody, if there wasn't people who were showing out and being flashy and trying to show that they can do this, this, and this, whether they can or can't, and the people who actually could and don't have to speak much about it and could do things behind the scenes, such as people like myself, you know? I'm not a super big, flashy, oh, let me go and show out that I'm going, I'm handing this dollar to a homeless person and I'm doing things like this, you know? Right. Just to kind of show that I'm big, I'm bad, and I'm doing things, and I feel like I'm better than somebody else. I'm one of the people who would much rather prefer to do it behind the scenes. You know, very much so off camera, out of the way, very much so hand them a dollar, walk away, not even tell them my name kind of thing. I don't want you to know it was me that did it. Right. You know, that's perfectly fine with me. But, you know, if there wasn't somebody who was big and flashy to where somebody would walk up and be like, oh, no, I don't want that from you, bro. I know what I, I know what comes behind this. If right. I take this from you, there's going to be this, 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 and this. Mm. Right. Whereas if somebody like me can go out of bay here, you can have it, but don't worry about it. It's, it's on me. You don't have to know nothing else about it. Like, and I do want to follow up with that, actually. there's I just seen last night watching a TV show. Uh, I think it was Jeopardy. Um, Oswald Patton, if you guys ever heard, he's an uh, yep. actor or whatever, but he was supporting a charity. I think it's called the Alice, Alice Charity, something along those lines. Um, essentially, it's an anonymous donation center. Right, you keep for for also children and un, underprivileged uh, even people out there. Right, you offer them these services, you offer them these gifts, but they don't know where it came from. Right, it keeps the surprise intact, it keeps your integrity intact, and you don't want to be the showboat guy who's, oh, I have all this money, let me just give it to you. No, we're gonna keep it under wraps and just you know. So like you were saying with that, keep it under, 
off the camera, you know, off the record, everything. That's dope. That's dope. It keeps the integrity intact. It keeps the surprise. Everything is there. And, you know, it's, it's just you move on with your day. It is what it is. But to drive back to your original question of, as far as if arrogance is a bad thing, I wouldn't say it's a bad thing because it balances things out. Gotcha. But at the same time, I would say that it can be a bad thing. Oh, absolutely. You anything know? can be bad. Yeah. Thing. I feel like, you know, you pretty much just like you said, everything, too much of anything can be a terrible thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, you get too much money, you can become a bad person because right. you had too much money and it makes you arrogant in a sense. Mm-hmm. Or if you have too much confidence and people don't like that because it becomes cockiness. But or... even a way, I mean, even too much of anything really can be a bad thing. Giving your money away anonymously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Then you hurt yourself. You ain't got no more money. You gave it all away. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, um, so no, too much of anything is a bad thing. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> yeah, but definitely. But I will say that if, I guess I'll take back and go back on what I said earlier and say it is kind of a necessary thing. Because it balances things out. Just so like rainy days are necessary, otherwise the sunshine wouldn't be so good. Yeah, so I, right. I feel like I have to go back on what I said and say that it is a necessity because of that. So everybody, is it fair for us as a society to give able-bodied senior citizens access to the handicap stall? Okay, so here's my opinion. Okay. Right? Uh, senior citizen hits it. 60 65 right? right okay times 50 i think my... i think the handicap pass is 55 okay so it's 55 i think so okay so 55 shoot that's that's 14 years away from me you know yeah. right okay um is it is it okay to give them a pass 55 you've been on this earth 55 years have you paid your dues i would say so you know? So you think it's some kind of seniority where it's like, I, I think I deserve this. So we're talking about spot. a parking spot. We are. Parking we are. Spot, right? we are. <laughs> okay. Better parking spot means what? You go to you go to certain places, they have better parking spots for pregnant women, which yeah. they should. Pregnant women shouldn't have to walk that way. She's right. carrying a life. She's making people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all pregnant women. You're doing your thing. Good job. <laughs> you know, keep, keep the population coming. Um... But they, they deserve, you know, because being pregnant sucks. Yeah. You know, we were out to dinner. Pregnant lady was being a waitress. And I'm like, man, she's about to pop. She yes. needs to take it back. Mm-hmm. You know, she right. looked overworked. Right. Okay. So have senior citizens paid their dues to society? Right. You know, um, I'm not I'm not mad at a senior citizen who, who wants better <laughs> parking. I'm not mad at a senior citizen who's, who's trying to get one up. You know, yeah. um. Because eventually, I've always told everybody this. Look, I want to be, I want to be that old guy who falls asleep at the drop of a hat. You know, whenever you know you're over at a family gathering, whatever, mm-hmm. you always see, you know, Grandpa. He's over in the corner. You leave Papa alone. Sleep. You don't. He's touch sleeping. Him. You let him go. He's out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because he paid his dues. Right. I mean, he ain't trying to to dance and be with the family or whatever. He's right. trying to sleep. He's like, look, I gotta catch up on some disease. I've been awake for too long. Right. Um. Yeah, man. Let them yeah. get in and out of the store quicker. All right. Now, that's the only reason why I phrased it as able-bodied. Okay. You got your Arnold Schwarzeneggers. Now, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I don't expect him, but you know, a fit guy is what I'm saying. Fit guy, you go to the gym every day. You don't need a, a, a stall that is two feet closer to the store. than Right. Right? So is that unfair to our potential Stephen Hawking who has to drive down because... I feel like an able-bodied... 
person who knows their fit mm-hmm. knows doesn't want to park in that store. Wait a minute, respectfully. So, quick, quick sidetrack, real quick. Are we calling this parking spot a stall? I'm that's, sorry. That's what he's doing. He's calling a parking spot a stall. He's from Hawaii. That's what this they whole. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time I thought we were talking about a bathroom. No, you no. Don't call a parking, parking spot a stall. Spot, a stall. No, a parking I, spot is, is a stall. It's a parking spot is a yeah. stall. It's a parking spot. What do you mean? It's the same thing. A stall is in the bathroom. It doesn't. It doesn't. No, it doesn't, it doesn't work for the bathroom. So a stall is a stall in the restroom. Yeah, you can. But a parking park spot in and the a bathroom. stall is the same thing. Yeah. You can park in the bathroom, Ooh, I would but you need wheels. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, a parking spot and a stall in vehicle terms okay. right. is interchangeable for myself. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to, for I, a lot of people. Now yeah. I'm caught up. I thought okay. we were talking about a bathroom this whole time. No, 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 no. A, ba- a parking saying. spot. Yeah. 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 So like when you're when you're at Smith's, your local grocery store, you got those two stalls and you got everything else, you know? But those two stalls are reserved for handicap. And I and I feel able body, healthy, sixty five year old not parking. They choose not to. Yeah. Although they have the ability to, right? I mean, they have the ability. It's right. open. Like, if it's the only parking spot open, they have the ability to. Yeah. But I feel they're not going to take advantage of the situation. They're able-bodied. You know what I'm saying? There you go. That's why I wanted the it's phrase a, that It's way. a respect. So I do want to just be completely honest here. Okay. All right. So I'm going to be one of those people who say I do not care who parks in the handicap spot. Why? Well, you don't care at all. I'm one of the people who parks in the handicap spot. <laughs> so you just pull, but is it a quick run? You're not there shopping for two hours. Depends. Really? Yeah. If I gotta be, you're just a dickhead. If I gotta be somewhere <laughs> and there's no parking and the only spot open is the handicap spot, yeah, I'm swinging in. I've, I've, I, I can admit I've driven in the handicap walls, but that's just to go to like the yeah, now most the water time, fountain or whatever. You know that five gallon water jug where you have to fill up. Oh yeah, we no. have those. So we gotta be go. a whole store run. Nah, see, see, I, I, don't, I can't because growing up my whole life, I've had my grandmother lost her leg. Um, okay, both my dads right now currently, um, you know. uh, one has neuropathy mm. from riding bulls his whole life. The other one, back surgery, neck surgery, can't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So me, because I am able-bodied, and, yeah. and that's where I probably get that thought process of someone who being able-bodied, right. I'll park in a different parking spot to walk to the store. And I will okay. say, one of our Twitch viewers, Amanda, says go ahead and let them wait two stalls. She's going to push them off to the side. Okay, but that's <laughs> two stalls. But if everything's packed and they gotta, they, they got to park – you know, at the end of the parking lot, mm-hmm. you know, okay, do we let them, you know, but again, they're able-bodied. They're able-bodied. Mine, yeah, most of the time, mine is a quick, like, well, I can't say it's really quick. It's more like a short enough so you don't get cut. Exactly. You're going in, but you know what you want. You're not going in, well, oh, I need a shot for my house, so let me just walk through every aisle up and down. and Right. Well, now you're making me feel like I pushed this to the screen. <laughs> because, okay. see, when I say it's like a quick run, like, if I'm going to the homie house, yeah, and there's no spots open, yeah, I'm parking in a handicap spot. It's gonna be for like an hour or two. But you're at the homie's house, yeah, and I'm that's like, different, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I'll leave. Okay, but like it's it's usually it's just short enough so I can't get my car towed. I I think I can respect that. Yeah, but it's not like like I don't park there overnight kind of thing. Because how I did, you know, so, able-bodied, so you're fine. Yeah, so I, I get that. In all fairness, I don't feel like it. To me personally, yes, I know, and I. It, to believe that the handicapped people should actually use yeah. it, but I feel like the handicapped has so much leeway to it that it honestly doesn't even matter. Like, right. I think my well, like one of my exes taught me like being depressed is a handicap thing. Right. So, like, I'm pretty sure people are probably really working to get. They might be abusing it. Yeah. Like, 
So there's a limit to that. I think we need a we need a physical. Like if you're gonna play any sport, you need to go to the doctor and take a physical. I think you need a physical for a handicap. I feel like handicap placard. Like it just you just need to show that you're physically handicapped. Like it can't be something such as like like you gotta have somebody who could barely walk kind of thing or you know, somebody who has special needs and they have like their wheelchair and whatever the case may be, right. you know, people like that who actually need the assistance to move around rather than somebody who's just, you know, who's on crutches. But I still need like a cough. Huh? <laughs> Physical. Cough. Yeah. I still need a cough. Head and cough. Because technically. I, no. I don't, I don't feel like that's. No, I think it's necessary. I don't feel like. I think need, regardless, I need. I don't think you need to touch my balls to tell if I can walk or not. Technically, <laughs> technically, I could get a handicap package because of my size. Is that right? Yeah, but I don't. Right. Because of my size, I'm like, look, man, I ain't trying to ask for that because I'm huge. You know what I'm saying? We gotta stay off my social media. Right. Right. How is that right. fair? Or you know what I'm saying? People, people who have fought for this country are missing a foot. Hmm. And I, you know, like donuts. How am I going to go, hey, give me a handicap placard because I enjoy donuts too much. Right. But this dude lost his foot for our country. Right. You know, I don't deserve one. He deserves one. I, I, um, I 100% agree with that. Again, I'm not a senior citizen. Yeah. So I haven't paid my dues to society for as long as they have. Right. So, again, I don't deserve one because I like donuts. I hear you. So, yeah, I say if you've if you've paid your dues, mm-hmm. park there. So does that give them the right to quote unquote abuse the power of being a senior citizen? Don't think they're going to abuse the power. No, you know. But I mean, it's okay, if I give you power, yeah. are you going to not use it? I would. I would take advantage of it. I think. I think I would. You right. give me a sign that says I'm able to park here. I think I would. It's as simple as is if I'm going to cut your 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 meal by. 25 percent mm-hmm. because of your age you're gonna take advantage of it yeah for sure I, I absolutely it'd be Any, like that. anybody's gonna take advantage of the system if you let them right because they're gonna go hey 100 percent you know let's yes. let's let's use it you know if you're gonna offer me a discount i'm gonna take advantage of the discount i want a discount 100 percent. you're gonna offer me a parking spot because you know of of my age, well then, yeah, I'm gonna park there because of my age. That's that's what I'm gonna do. So, Respectfully, let's make this real interesting. So, you know, going off of senior citizens, let's talk about young adults such as myself and Stone. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there should be like some kind of discount for us? You know, where as to where we're young and our bills are more expensive and things are harder for us to achieve and you know, the financial freedom is a further distance from us that we should have some kind of like a little bit of leeway. Yeah. Maybe like, you know, just like a 20% discount kind of thing. Like how senior citizens get type shit. I, because of, you know, our financial struggles that we come about mm -hmm. that everybody comes about in your early twenties, not so much whether you're just like going out and partying or whatever the case may be. You Mm -hmm. know, there's some people such as myself who just live on their own kind of thing. You know, they have their own place that they have to pay for and stuff like that. I don't go out to clubs and do all that extraness to spend excessive money that I don't have to do. No, I have to work two jobs and I have to do what I have to do just to pay my bills. Right. And it's just expensive, Mm -hmm. you know, especially now with inflation, like things are only getting worse. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like there should be some kind of discount given to us? 
I think we can be rewarded with something. Now, I'm not saying we're all give me kids, right? Because everyone likes to give us crap for being the 99, 2000s babies. You know, you guys get everything given to you. You're spoiled, right? They don't realize we're coming to that age where we are on our own. You know, we're paying our own bills. Um, now, I, I want to say yes, but looking at it as a societal standpoint where I think even Joe, you can talk about this from when you were our age, right? I mean, you weren't giving any, uh, you had inflation hit you, right? And you're, when you're 20, 23, whatever. Absolutely. You had inflation hit you, right? But you had no change in the society from any standpoint. No one gave you leeway. You probably didn't even expect a pay raise in any sort, right? I mean, that's, I guess, the one thing they try to give us is a quote-unquote higher minimum wage. But that covers nothing. But yeah, maybe what, gas. Here's what I don't get is, is societal. Societal. Mm-hmm. And knowing, you know, living from my, my 20s to my 40s, um, this, is, this is what I never understood about the system. And the system is they will only give you money in breaks if you have money mm-hmm. already. And so I think that goes to an upper, crazier, much, much different hierarchy um, and, and more political craziness, you know. But here's the thing. Being 20, you get a higher interest rate on everything because you're 20 because they can't trust you to pay it back because when you're in your 20s, some are responsible, most are not. And most will squander away the stuff that's that's you know given if i give you a ten thousand dollar credit limit you're gonna blow through that ten thousand dollars quickly as opposed to if i give a 40 50 year old person a ten thousand dollar credit limit they're gonna go okay i don't need this right now let me hold on to it and so they're more you know, people in society and in life in general are more apt to give you a $10,000 credit limit because they know you don't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, so giving you guys a break, do I des- think you guys deserve a break? Absolutely. But the reason why society in itself in general doesn't give you a break is because they're afraid you're going to squander it. You're gonna you're gonna run wild with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and I know from experience. You know when I was right. when I was 20, I was given a ten thousand dollar limit. And I ran it up, mm-hmm. and it took me until I was 35 to pay it off. So people who loaned me that ten thousand dollars took 15 years to get their money back. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. They didn't want to wait 15 years. Now people <clears throat> loan me money, I get it back to them in six months. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they're like, okay, cool. We're, we're more apt to loan you money because you're more responsible financially mm-hmm. to get us our money back. Right. Um, you know, great thing in, in our lives. My wife and I just recently became debt-free. We owe zero creditors. We're lovely. Living. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but we struggled. Her and I grinded, grinded, grinded to be able to get to that situation. Of course. Um, so I think there's there's a lot to be said about that grind, a lot mm-hmm. to be said about that. Do you have to go through that as a 20-year-old to 
get it. Not everybody does. People develop at different, you know, stages in their life. Mm-hmm. You guys got, I guarantee you there's 20 year olds out there who already get it. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, man, I gotta, I gotta stack that paper, have it on the side so I can get what I need in life in general. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but there's a stigma. There's, there's, there's a, uh, I don't want to give 20 somethings X because they may squander it away, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it could be anything, money, house loan, car mm-hmm. loan, you know, that's why, that's why insurance is more expensive, right? you know, um, because they want to make sure they can trust you with that responsibility per se. Right. And, I, and, you know, I feel like that's why my question was as far as a discount, not so much a little sum of money, but. You know, some like a military discount. You know, veterans can't abuse their veteran discount. Right. You mm-hmm. get you only get so much. You know, it's only like what fifteen twenty percent. Right. Yeah. And you only get that. And that's whether you buy one thing. That's whether you buy twenty things. You okay. still get that twenty percent. Mm-hmm. So it's like for us, you know, since we go shopping and food, because those are the two main expenses that we really have. Absolutely. You know, I'm not asking for us to. You know, I'm not asking for us to get cheaper cars, cheaper housing, anything like that. But, you know, lighten our life in some areas so that we can make it easier for us in other areas. You know, so we have to spend less money on food so we can go and afford a house that we actually Absolutely. would like to have and things like that and be able to pay that instead yeah. of having to find three to five roommates just so we can fit everybody in one house and try and pay this one bill that we got. And still have no privacy for yourself. Right. You know I mean? And that's, at that point, it's ridiculous. No, I 100% agree so. that... that- the 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 rent in the in this country has gotten astronomically out of control mm-hmm. for no reason mm-hmm. right. you know and that's that's the one that was my biggest gripe <clears throat> before my wife and I were able to buy a home was every year they would raise our rent mm-hmm. and every year my question would be okay you're raising the rent for me to live here what's changing what's changing what what services are you providing more why does it all of a sudden cost more money? Right. And the answer we would get back is, well, it's the market. That's what the market says we can get. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, but in, you know, I didn't get a raise. I didn't get a cost of living raise at, at work. Mm-hmm. You know, so the market's not catering to me. Right. But it's catering to you, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So, yeah, if, if you're not going to, if you're not absolutely you guys should be able to gosh i want to say i want to say all rent everywhere should be income based okay which would be nice you know what i'm saying don't take more than 33% of my wage for rent mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying this is what i make don't take more than a third of it mm-hmm. for, for me to live here in this house and i think everybody should be entitled to a nice place to live not Okay, I have to live here in a one-bedroom, one-door, you know what I'm right, saying, right, place right, right. with, with you know, t- you know, everybody should be, you know, entitled to a comfortable place to live. 100%. 100%. Now, think, thinking back about uh, that conversation, Joe, um, you, you're speaking to young guys. We're half your age, essentially, right. right? Right, 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 right. I mean, where were you at and what would you have done, if not differently, 
to to see where your life has panned out. What like how is your life living as twenty two, twenty three years old? Again, twenty two, twenty three. I I squandered money. We yeah. spent it like water. Right. Um. It twenty one. I was making more money than I make now currently. Mm-hmm. Right. And the difference is, I had to in at twenty. I had to keep up with the Joneses. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I needed the new Jordans. Right. I needed the the you know new flashy jacket i needed the new flashy pants i Mm -hmm. needed the new flashy shirt um now i don't need all of that right you know what i'm saying right um so i don't spend money on on crazy things like that right you know now i have i have shoes that are 10 years old Mm -hmm. when i was 20 i didn't have shoes that were two weeks old right you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so, so it's it's you look at it life and perspective. So I guess in my 20s I would have I would have perspective. Mm-hmm. Do I need those new Nikes? No, not at all. I yeah. don't because I wear them on my feet. And and one of the great things I, I heard is you'll care less what other people think about you when you realize how little they do. No, I love that. And I think we can, both Byron and I can speak on this. I mean, did you ever have that moment in your life where you wanted to keep up with somebody or you were that guy who needed the top of the line this or that? I honestly can't say I was. I felt like, personally, I've always just liked, mm-hmm. like, fancier and things. Right. But there was never anybody I was trying to keep up with. Like, I, it wasn't like I was walking outside. I seen this dude with the new Jordans are like, oh, no, I need those. Mm. No, it wasn't ever like that. It was just like I would be scrolling on, like, social media or whatever the case would be. Mm-hmm. I see a nice pair of shoes, and I'm like, oh, I, I want those. Like, yeah. I need that. For sure. So my question to you is, okay, what are what are those, those new pair of Jordans going to provide for you that a spare a, – a pair of Skechers – for a tenth of the price can't me personally it's really just the look that i want okay so it's not so much you know i'm not doing it for you know the material of the shoe but the looks for you yeah it's because you want to look good and and i get that and you should you should own that just understand the responsibility yeah i don't do it (laughs) so i could like show out to the world and be like oh i got this kind of money i can spend this and i have these and i Right. No, I just I like the way things look. So it's like, for example, the chain. I like the way the chain looks. So I put the chain on my neck. Yeah. The shirt. I like the way the shirt looks. I bought the shirt, whether it's twenty dollars or whether it's five dollars. I would have bought the shirt. Yeah. Jeans. Whether I bought these from Goodwill or whether I would have bought these off Patson as as I did. I was to just fit the money on. Because you like the look. It's yeah. What you're about your look. Yeah. So it's not like if I can find the same shirt for five bucks, I'm gonna go spend the five bucks. Whether it's in Dolce Gabbana for four hundred and it's the exact same shirt. Just without the label on it, it doesn't matter to me. It's just the way things look. <clears throat> See, my thought and, process is four hundred dollars for a shirt is great. Yeah, and I I do want to kind of open up about that because sadly, man, I was that kid. Listen, I had a moment in my life where I think I was in sophomore year of high school, maybe going into junior. My mom took me to Ross. She's like, "Yo, we're gonna go to Ross, get your school clothes." Yo, I don't know what I was on, but I threw a bitch fit because I wanted to go to the outlet mall. And spend 50 more dollars on the same t-shirt that was hanging up on the rack. But I didn't want to wear it because it came from Ross. 
know what I'm saying? And I had that problem internally too, where I went to school and I saw who I thought was the most popular guys and they're wearing the certain shirt, but they probably got it from Goodwill, but I'm spending $75 on the same exact shirt, you know, name branded at the company. And that was my problem. I had a bad issue with that. And I don't think I started coming into myself and really owning up to who I am, maybe in like the past two and a half, three years. And that's, that's in a sense of being the nerd that I am doing what I actually want to do and not following the person beside me who's doing what the guy he saw was doing, you know, being the follower. And it's, it's hard. It was crazy taking a step back. And it's like, you are a follower, right? I was the follower, man. And I dove into it hard. Now, could that have been how I was raised? Sure. Um, I mean, I can backtrack a little bit too. My, my family wanted to buy me and my, my woman, a, a Gucci bag, a Gucci duffel bag priced at $2,700. I said, yo, give us the 2,700. Let me figure out what to do with it. Right. Right. Cause I can value that money more than just a bag where that bag is going to do what for me, you know, transport one or two things or not even leave the house. Like, why would I need that? Right. And I, I wouldn't have thought like that three years ago, just recently. So but it's in high school, in high school, school in general is tough mm-hmm. because everybody does judge you. Yeah. And then if, Extremely. If you, if you, I mean, even through college and then if you try to take the high road and go look, look I don't care what people think about me. You're an outcast. Yeah. Instantly an outcast. But that's the best life to live. You know, I went to college. I started wearing two different side, two different uh, designed vans. Vans was a hot thing. And I would wear a checkered one on one side and a, a, a solid color on the other. I'm like, yo, this looks dope. Never seen anybody else do it, in my opinion. Right. But I thought that looked cool. I was like, yo, I'm doing it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, high school is very judgmental. Like, what's it, I guess I guess the way that I became who I am is because I didn't have it. Like I didn't I wasn't that I wasn't able to do that growing up. Like right. I, it wasn't like I could ever just be like, Hey, I want these new Nikes and have them kind of thing. It was like, I want those, and I can't never have them. That was really what it was like this whole time. So it was like, I didn't start dressing the way I do now until I started getting my own money. Gotcha. And that's when everything really changed. Because at that point, it was just a look. It wasn't because I was trying to keep up with anybody. I had the money to wear what I wanted to finally wear, so I wouldn't purchase what I wanted. And But in high school, I was, I wouldn't necessarily say busted. I mean, I feel like it was busted just to myself, but right. I was in school. I was wearing the Walmart clothes. I had shacks on. I was wearing Walmart shoes, the Converse that mm. almost looked like Jordans, but nobody ever seen them. You know, like, yeah, I was wearing things like that. And I was wearing a plain color t shirt that I got from Walmart Ross and some cargo shorts every day. Right. But now you look back at it, man, that is it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Champion. Champion was a brand that was going to the dirt. Somebody turned it around, and now it's a thing to wear, right? See, when I was younger, um, Starter. Mm-hmm. Starter was the brand. And have. that was the Walmart brand, right? And No. No? No. Starter was, was – it was on all the all the shelves and all of the the premier shopping places, right? Really? No matter where you were, Starter was the brand to have. Uh-huh. And as a company, start, the pinnacle of any company is – to be sold at Walmart because mm-hmm. you as a company, you're a fortune 500 company. You made you're it. being sold at Walmart. You made it because 
distribution is what you want. You don't care where you're being sold right. out of. You mm -hmm. want to be distributed, right? right? But as soon as Starter started being sold in Walmarts, mm. that's when the mystique of it, the, oh, cool, I got a Starter jacket, yeah. was like, oh, you got a Walmart. Yeah, we, nobody right. wanted to wear them anymore. You know what I'm saying? It right. wasn't cool to wear a Starter jacket anymore right. because you could buy it at Walmart. Right. But no, when I was a kid, when I was younger, you could only buy Starter at Foot Locker. Mm. You could only buy Starter at it, you know what I'm saying? Right. It, it Macy's. You can right. only buy starter at Dillard's, um, 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 you know, Nordstrom's yeah. or whatever. That's the only place that sold it because yeah. it was hot. It was fire. Mm. And then starter as a company was like, well, we're only being distributed in in these. Mm -hmm. You know, if we could get distributed in Walmart, yeah, we made it. Right. You know. Right. And so as soon as you hit Walmart them as a distributor is like yes we made it because once they sell to the company they're done they've already sold their product and i was still giving them money to my right, right 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 honey i'll drop down and give me five negative <laughs> all right gentlemen listen so we got a question it is saying what is your take on a convicted felon being able to run from president but cannot get a job at a local ice cream shop now apparently it is a true fact that a convicted felon can get or the run for presidency. Not saying they're going to get it, but the possibility is there. But they can't get a job at your local supermarket or your ice cream shop. What is your take on that? Okay, so running for president, mm -hmm. equal opportunity. It's a government okay. for the people, of the people, by the people. Okay. Supposed to be. Right. Right? That's how we work. Right. So your past transgressions should not stop you for running for the position understandably because it's of the people for the people by the people you are one of the people in this country respectfully okay getting a job at your local grocery store uh -huh. that's a private entity okay so, so they make the calls so they make the call the private entity makes the calls and goes yep. look we choose not to have x working for us yep um Again, that that private entity or, or, or the country that that private entity or, or, or the country the country if if they know you're a convicted felon, mm -hmm. I feel the majority of them unfortunately are going to judge you instantly and go look you can't be president, right because of your background, right right. I feel uh not something you should have hanging over your head forever you paid your debt to society you mm -hmm. paid your debt to society right um and you should be allowed to move on from it it's, it's not what defines you it's what had happened right right in now, your life right now do you think being the convicted felon and you for instance are running for presidency do you think that gives you the mental state and everybody else surrounding you like okay he's turned his life around because you're doing such a thing for the country or are you going with ill intent to run for the country you know although people can see right through you are you doing this for ill intent individual i think that the individual does yes you know it has this individual turned his life around he's got to prove it to the people of course is he going through for ill intent i mm -hmm. think it's going to show through to the people and you'd be able to see right through it. absolutely 100 i get that uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't even know that was a, that was a fact until that was, got bought to us. I had no idea we could do that. <laughs> so 
I guess I'll take my take on that because I just heard the question while I was over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I guess a convicted felon being able to run for president and not work at a little ice cream shop, I guess it's, it's absurd in a sense, in my opinion, because I don't see how you can give somebody the reins over an entire country and not allow them to scoop. Well, that's run for president, not vote, not not being president. Well, I mean, still, in a sense, because if you run for president, you can win, right? Right, you can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can run for president, so, you can win. Right. But not being able to work for a local ice cream shop is that owner's decision, not the country's decision. Right. So can you hold the cold country at fault for that owner going, I don't want felons working for me, or do you hold that owner responsible for not wanting that decision? Mm-hmm. Um, perfect example. Perfect example. A, a you know, convicted felon pedophile mm-hmm. can run for president. Right. Should they know? Are they going to get voted? Right. Probably not, right? But they can. Right mm-hmm. now, my own private entity. I run a daycare. Mm-hmm. Am I going to let them work for my daycare? Negative, at all. Right. But I own that. Should I ever let them work at my daycare? Right. Negative. I should never. Mm-hmm. Right, and I know that's super extreme and crazy and, and right. whatnot. Right, um, but it's it's the difference between being judged by the people as a whole mm-hmm. and you just doing what's morally right and being like, look, right. you're not around not allowed around them kids. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, and then are, are, should felonies in general be looked at Mm -hmm. through the course of, of history? You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Right. You know, traveling from California to Nevada with a pound of weed is a felony. Right. Right now. Right. Mm -hmm. You didn't hurt anybody. Right. Touch any, you, you didn't, you didn't hurt anybody or anyone, anything. It's felony, you know. Um, should that stop you from working in the ice cream shop? No. Right. Should because you know you're not doing anything with you know. Right. Should that stop you from running pre- for president? Right. No. Should it be a felony? I'm not the one who makes the laws. I. Now, <laughs> I mean, to answer that question, I guess I would have to say both. Like I'd help the fall of the country and because. You know, it's the fault of the country. You hear the word felon, you're, oh, oh, everybody's all scared all because you heard the word felon. You don't know what their crime is. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, given circum- certain circumstances, everything is circumstantial. Let me say that. Definitely. So, given a certain circumstances, and yes, such as you said, a pedophile should not work in a daycare, yes. But should a pedophile be able to scoop ice cream? Why not? What What are they going to do to somebody? Like, you're, they're just going to hand you the ice cream. They can't do anything to you physically at that point. You would hope. I mean, reality. I mean, at yeah. a certain point, I guess, like, reality, they're going to have to install a psych test. Reality, like, they're a better one, I should say, mm-hmm. because the one that we have obviously doesn't work for half the shit we use it for. Right. But, yeah, it's like there's certain points that, like, there's certain levels to it. And so, no, you shouldn't be able to run for president. But what's crazy is you can be, a, so if you're a felon mm-hmm. and you can run for president, you can't vote for yourself. Of course. You're of a course. Felon. You can't vote for the other guy because mm-hmm. you're a felon. You're not allowed to vote if you're a felon. Right. So intellectual, you know, if you can run for the office, shouldn't you be allowed to vote for the office? Well, that's a biased opinion, yeah. right? So I don't. 
Well, I guess yeah. I guess you're right. I right. guess you got to forgive. How can yes. you how can you yes. run for the same office? You you're not allowed to vote on. Yeah, you got a point. Because you're not allowed. You know, if you're if if you can't become president, mm-hmm. or, or if you're a felon, you can't vote for any other guy to be president. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if you're running or not, you can't vote for the presidency. Right. So should you be allowed to run for the position you're not even allowed to vote on? Yeah, I mean. I don't want to get too political, but that's in the sense of what comes with the democracy, right? right? You're allowed to do whatever you want, you know, in a sense of a governmental democracy standpoint. Like you said, a felon can run for a president, not saying he's going to get the job, right. get the head of office. But the fact that the possibility is in the air, I think that makes people clench. And you know? But the second the second you're a felon, it depends on what it is circumstantial. Right. Is. Very much so. That is very true, yes. And being a felon, your crime is public knowledge. It is. So, In any standpoint. Right. So it's just like, okay, you know, let the people judge them. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that's a great point right there to even just wrap up episode one, guys. Uh, at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it's love thy neighbor, you know, no matter who you came from, where you came from. Right. What background you have. I mean... Grab your neighbor, love them as much as you can. Give the next person love. No one deserves as much hate in the world as as we have going on right now. I so, that 100%. If you guys want to go ahead and close it up, I mean, you guys have something to say? No, no man. Love everyone. Love you guys. Yeah. Much love, love, guys. The crown. Welcome, yeah. guys. The crown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>